This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with HG, aka Data Daddy, and he is the founder of So Rare Data and the main man over there. We talked about loads of stuff, obviously, the huge release of So Rare MLB. Uh, we talked about different things around So Rare Data and its future, the daily drop, um, and there was loads of other things uh, around football and just So Rare in general. I hope you enjoy it. Subscribe because next week we have a monster guest, one of the biggest we've had, probably the biggest, and it is announced later in the episode. HG, Maxime, Data Daddy, what are you going by these days, you handsome bastard? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess Maxime is fine. But uh, yeah, uh, the Data Daddy nickname is pretty fun. So I'm okay I with it. I love it. I want it. Yeah. Like I said it on that trip in Orlando. I came up with it. I'm, I'm just, it's what I call you. And I really want it to stick. So everyone listening, if you ever refer to HG on social media anywhere, it's Data Daddy. It's the perfect nickname. Also, feel free to call him Daddy. Like, really creepy. Uh, Jim <laughs> does it best. But um, anyway, Maxime, welcome to the podcast. I thought it was a perfect week to have you. It's probably been like a year since you were last on. And on top of that, baseball's here. And you were the guy who I went to my first baseball game with. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot for the invite and glad to be here. But yeah, a historic week for Soya. Uh, I, I guess we don't stress that enough, but um, launching a new sport is obviously very important and in, in, uh, a milestone that we've been expecting for for a long time now. So congrats to them. And uh, yeah, very excited to talk with you today. Yeah, it is. It is like we're all in this little echo chamber bubble of like football and we're all like football, football, football. But realistically, what's happened here is they've onboarded one of the biggest sports franchises in the world and rolled out their NFTs in a fantasy game, which yeah. could scale because of the size of the scarcities now up to 5,000 could scale the millions of users potentially or whatever over the couple of years, over the next few years. That's obviously a big statement, but like this is a big moment. You know, and instead yeah. of complaining about the lack of football news, maybe embrace what's happening with the platform. The amount of eyes that this will bring to so rare as a brand is is huge. Yeah, and I guess we've been kind of like had all all plate filled with football news recently, also with mm. the Mbappe Zidane news, but also uh, improvement in the gameplay, new competitions, etc. So I guess it's starting to ramp up on the football side of things. But um, I guess what we can say also is that the MLB launch was pretty smooth. They they had like one disruption at one time, but mm. overall it's a pretty smooth launch and um, lots of excitement around the the one, the, the serial number one uh, auction. Mm. So yeah, I'm pretty excited and I'm a, a, a big baseball fan. So pretty cool to see that uh, on sorry I, I i did want to ask you that that was going to be kind of the first question because you are a certified nerd data daddy um how did you think the launch went and you think it went pretty well because a lot of people i've seen a lot of complaints about it something i found frustrating um and again maybe there was a way i was trying to bid on guys and then once that i actually had didn't know if i won a guy um there was a player is it lewis robert is that him i actually forget let me see 
Lewis Robert, I went for his card and I put the bid in and then it disappeared off my screen. I couldn't find the card. It wasn't in my wallet. I couldn't search for the card to see if I'd won it. And I actually didn't know had I spent the money. And then I was going on to like bid for the Ronald Acuna Jr. And I didn't know how much money I had in my account because I didn't know if I'd won it. And then yeah. I missed out on the Mike Trout. Um, was it the Mike Trout? Or it was the one Soto I tried to go for? And I missed out on it. And I didn't know who got it. And I didn't know what they paid. And it wasn't coming up on your site yet. So I didn't know what had been paid for a card. So it was very hard for me to know what the one-offs were kind of going at. So I didn't know what I should be paying, you know, anchoring and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. trying to work out. So I, I found it frustrating from that perspective um, and not even being able to look up my, my sort of mates and seeing what they're picking up. But outside that, like the technicalities of actually buying cards, I've seen a lot of complaints around people not knowing when they were outbid and different stuff like this. Outside that, the introduction of the MLB tab on the site the promotion across social, um, the graphics of it all, you know, actually the marketplace functioning, maybe there was one blip. I, I, from my perspective, I thought it went pretty well all in all. Um, but you yeah, have a much so, more, you have a better view of all this than me, like. So I had no issues bidding and I bid on a lot of cards. Well, like uh, 10 cards or something. Hmm. So on my side, it went pretty well. So maybe on other people's computers or devices it didn't went that well but it didn't go that well sorry but um so yeah on my side was pretty cool um i guess i was a bit underwhelmed when i've seen the new interface because i was expecting like not like a different it seems like a different platform because like you don't have card history yet you don't have like a search bar you don't have like um, the things that you usually mm. see in a soil environment. So it's a bit like, uh, I don't know, uh, confusing to me at first because I'm like, oh, it's a new place. And I thought it, it would be kind of integrated in the, in the current platform and we'll see the same stuff basically. But uh, no, they, dis they chose another path and I think they have the... <laughs> They have the reasons to do that. But no, I mean, like we didn't see a massive crash one hour into mm. the auctions. We didn't see like uh, auctions uh, being canceled, etc. So I guess that's a good launch. If you don't have mm. massive like failures during your launch, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But um, yeah, I guess maybe the, the one thing I'm concerned about is it's going fast. Like the one out of a thousand or one out of uh, 5,000 are being released. Like, I guess fast. That means that mm -hmm. we won't have those in like two days. And what was frustrating for me is that I had to work on solar data to have the market tools ready, etc. It like went up basically late last night and mm. I couldn't bid on auctions and I was like, I want to bid on those cards, but I can't because I have to work. And I'm maybe like the rhythm of auctions is a bit too fast for me, uh, mm. especially for launch and especially for such important cards, because one thing that will drive my, my, let's say way of playing Sora MLB is getting at those cards that are different from others. And because Sawyer MLB is not paying out 
ETH in competitions right now. Mm. Uh, I'm putting value in collectibles and not utility. Because mm. basically when you win, if you win competitions or you get in the paid, play, uh, paid ranks, you get more cards. But they're just cards that won't help you win any ETH or any money. So they're just cards that you... Mm will help you get to that collectible card uh in my opinion because i get i guess that uh, collectibles in the us and in the baseball sector is way more valuable than just fantasy game mm. and that, that that's why like i think yesterday i went a bit mad in terms of my buys because i was kind of like today is the day maybe as you say that schedule was jam-packed at alarm set, they were going off every sort of 15 minutes, 18 minutes, 20 minutes over the course yeah. of yesterday evening. And it was almost, I was trying to get videos recorded and the thing scheduled in. And it was like, I can't actually make all these unless I block out six hours of my day. Um, because I really thought like, you know, the thing with the one-offs is when they're gone, they're gone because you're not getting them. Like yeah. I got a couple and I'm not giving them away unless someone pays through their teeth because I'm holding them long-term um, hoping that this or MLB becomes something. And, you know, they are such hard cards to get and even just the balances people have throwing them all out at once is very tough but it was it was an interesting sort of time in the marketplace but I do I hear what you're saying in terms of collectability versus utility for these I do think it will be weighted more in the collectible way as we've seen back in the Gary V boom whenever a lot of Americans come into the platform um, you know the collectible cards did get a bump and I think like baseball is the original ultimate fucking collectible sports card yeah. and that is the clientele you're targeting um, it's a new type of collectible for them or fantasy almost as a, a nice kickback or extra. Um, and it'll be interesting. What I think will be interesting is if they're not awarding ETH prizes, will they be awarding experiences, signed jerseys, match worn gloves or fucking shoes or whatever they do over there? Will yeah. they, will they lean more into the, the kind of experience side of it? Um, be interesting. Do you want me to tell you the first two cards I bought? Yeah. Tell me. So I got a Lewis Robert. You know these better than me. I went and did a bit of digging as to who was the most collectible players. And Lewis Robert came up as a decent shout. I'm not saying he's incredibly collectible, but like a good player. Lewis Robert, what do you think of him? No clue, man. Oh, shit. Okay, well then, that one, we're, we're screwed already. But I bought his one of 5,000, and then I bought the Ronald Acuna Jr. one of 5,000. That's, that's, that's a decent buy, I would say. That's a big card, isn't it? Acuna uh, Jr. is probably one card I would have gone for if I had the time to, but yeah, Acuna yeah, Jr. is yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I guess like young players, Acuna uh, has, has kind of star power already, but like young players, like 24, 24 is already very young for mm. a baseball player because they usually go to the majors when they're 25, 26, and... So yeah, getting like one of the first card of a Kenya Junior on Sora, I guess is is very powerful. But I paid a lot of money for it. That's the problem. How much? But one ETH. Yeah, I, 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 for the limited card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 might be a lot. Yeah. Oh, HG. But here's the problem: when the one-offs are gone, they're gone. And what I was doing in my head was, I was looking at this like, now, and I know maybe this is wrong. But if we yeah. go and look at the limited cards in the football world and try and tag to that in any way, yeah, shape, or form, no, no, you, oh, no. You, you you can't compare to that because the scarcity. Well, there's there's like you should compare rares to limited, like football rares to limited. So I should have compared this limited to like 
well, no, no, sorry. You should compare limited cards, limited full cards to rare baseball cards. Yeah, but what do you compare limited baseball cards to? Nothing. Like you <laughs> divide by five. You, you basically divide by five. <laughs> okay, well, then I massively overpaid. But look, the bottom line is maybe someday someone pays more for it. But it is like whenever you're looking at the Otanis, for example, Otanis now are going for like 0.4-ish, right? 0.45. Yeah, and... and- but the first rare went for three point seven. I was I was sleeping obviously because I sleep at like different <laughs> sleep schedule than most French yeah, people. But yeah. um, three point seven seems like like not a lot to me. But that's a one of a thousand. So that's like three point yeah. seven for the one of like essentially the the football equivalent of like a limited. So like what yes, would the limited would Mbappe messy, miss, one of go yeah. for? Well, I. Let me check how much Mbappe went for. By well, first limited, let's see. It went for <laughs> 1.774. That's crazy, man, because the, the first Mbappe limited so went for 1.774 ETH, and right now it's trading at around 235. That's 4,600 euro he went for at the time. Yeah, I don't know. It's a really weird one trying to price these cards or no one. And there is this aspect of a bunch of people like me who don't really know baseball, but because we're in the right place at the right time, or at least we think we are, we're bidding through our teeth for the like handful of players that we think are like relatively collectible. So these players will be inflated. Like the Mike Trout limited the, so you've got like the Trout, the Acuna, and then there's the other kind of collectible guys that people all like Tadis and whoever else people are going for to try and get the one off. Now, my next question to you is, I do want an Otani. I'm going to pay through my teeth for an Otani. I don't care. Do you think it's more collectible to get a lower serial number or to get his jersey number? No, jersey number is the one that you want if you want a collectible card. Like, so to me, so I'm not like an expert in collectibles and how baseball cards trade in the US. So I might be wrong, but to me, the only cards I want are Jersey Mints and uh, one out of uh, X. Mm. And right now we're coming into utility territory. So that means that all the cards that are being sold right now, so I would say two, three, four, five are tough to buy because you don't know, you, the market hasn't really settled on which value you should attribute to a card. But six, seven, eight, nine, and above, which are not Jersey Mints, are very interesting to buy for utility purposes. And mm. basically, I don't give that much value to the collectible side of those cards. Well, I don't mm. give any, basically. To me, they are yeah. just utility cards. I hear you, but where I look at this and go, okay, am I wrong, is Top Shot. Do you remember how crazy Top Shot was? And that was all about low serials. And a four, 42 of 20 billion was worth more than a 49 of 20 billion was worth more than a 78. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, will people be but, looking, yeah. if if this goes collectible, will it be a game of who has the lowest serial Otani? No, but Top Shots were just people trying to make up excuses to give more value to the things that they had. Like, uh, to me, it's like, man, we just have those things. We can't do anything about it. We can't do anything with them. But 
<laughs> we can watch them on YouTube if we want to. So that's cool. I have a, <laughs> a YouTube clip. <laughs> no, but to be honest, I think like you have to, in terms of if you want to play the game, you have to buy those cards early anyway. You have to buy those Otani mm. cards. You have to buy those Trout cards if you want to play them. The Trout is not performing very well on Sora right now. But anyway, you want those cards. So let's just assume there's no collectible value to them. And if there is, it's actually a bonus because you would use those cards um, in the fantasy game and probably earn more cards with them. And if at some point in time it becomes clear that they have collectible values because they are like the first cards to be released, well, then that's a bonus. Mm -hmm. So I guess I guess right now my my buying would be driven by utility only. And so if it's driven by utility, it's only good players, basically. Not may, Maybe not those with the biggest collectible value, but anyway, good players. So I guess if there's some kind of collectible value for the first card edition, for the first editions, the year one editions anyway, um, yeah. I'll get it. Yeah. When, line. yeah. But I'm not focused on that. Like I I've just seen like the, the, the rares it's over there, there's not mm. like the, the first editions are over already an interesting thing um is that remember when the limiteds come out in terms of football something that was spoke about but a lot of people maybe didn't really appreciate was how important xp would be in such a competitive division where there's a lot of same teams and like having early mints of these guys and getting them training sooner if there's going to become a meta team or like a stack that is the stack of seven players that people generally run out, the equivalent to the Ajaxes and the Bayerns, if you have the first one with the best XP, that could be worth something. I'm not going to say it's worth paying 5, 10x the price like we are having to do in these low serials, but like if it gets to the 15s, the 20s, the 30 ofs, maybe you're getting into the, the sort of period where it's like, okay, well, it might be worth me having this for an extra week or two and having an extra few percent on everyone who buys the 100 plus cereals, the 200 plus cereals. So there's kind of a game of chicken there where people probably want to get in and get XP, but equally, maybe with an SO7 versus SO5, there'll be more variation in the teams and less same teams. So maybe it's not as much of a problem. Is it something you give a shit about? No, not at all. No. But uh, I get what you say, Ed, but... Uh... No, right now, I think if you're buying cards, if you're buying MLB cards, you should be buying them only for their utility purposes. And that's it. And yeah, training might come into utility purposes. But no, I guess like right now, you're there's basically like, I don't know, I didn't check the latest numbers, but it may, may be like eight, 800 people that own a baseball card. So... Uh, there's not a lot of competitions um, in SO7 right now, and there's probably not going to be like 10,000 people with seven limiteds by the time they release like the limited mm. divisions, etc. So I guess like it's the right time to begin to play. And uh, anyway, if you if you think that Sora is going to be a massive company in the future. Yeah, I mean, just buy those cards and just play the game, enjoy it, and wait until they become completely mainstream, and then you'll probably have a good value on your hands. We have something in common. We yeah. were the first two people to make uh, MLB watch lists on Sora data. You had 
HG's go-to guys, and I had yeah. Nellis's MLB collectibles. <gasps> Pretty cool. MLB Scout in it. Total Panda was actually ahead of me, but it must have been hidden, and then they made it. They they made it public. Yeah, yeah. Bastard. I guess we're not the first people to actually done, but maybe public watch list here. But uh, some people, like like ninety percent of the watch lists on Saturday are private. If that's not more, people don't want mm. to share their their stuff or Alpha. think that their stuff is not very interesting to share. Probably, but um, but yeah, uh, I, I I'm happy that you bring the subject and i can just say like do watch list on saw data if you want to get out uh, of here with your dirty plugs <laughs> no but you can do player watch list but also managers watch list and if you want to have a list of friends um you're playing with you can check out their galleries their latest buys their uh gear, well, game week performances uh, rewards etc so it's a good way, and you can go on the mobile app and on the Game Week Center, check out what your friends are actually doing mm. in the different competitions. So, yeah, just a way to say, go on Solidata, create a watch list, and, and just have fun. Yeah, like the player ones people do like, and they put in their re-scouting and whatever and share it with the world. And I get that. There is value for that. But I really love the manager ones where like you can go in there with a bunch of friends and you can see how everyone's doing. And on game weeks, you can see what they've won, can't you? Yeah, yeah. you can game see what they've won. And, and, and then like, on sale. Oh, on sale. That's a good one. Yeah. And so I, I would create like um, a watch list of managers that I appreciate and respect just to see which cards they are buying and which cards they are selling. And mm. you can see like pretty easily the cards that they've been buying and... So, yeah, I would I would create a private watch list with the players I respect and and just check out what they're doing because there might be stuff that you're missing out. And so mm. you you uh, using those watch lists can help you like getting those information pretty easily. Well, we've spoke about MLB. It's going to come up a lot more, I'd say. Um Hard luck, everyone who loves listening to this podcast. This is a so rare podcast. We'll be talking about everything every week, just kind of what's happening across all the sports whenever there's inevitably multiple. Um, but a question I had for you, HG, which you might or may not be able to share. I had a question last week, and it was asking me about how viewership has went across YouTube, podcasts, whatever else, in the European like off-season when all the lads are away in Ibiza and having, having a ball, listening to Tiesto and snorting coke and doing the things they do um how has your how has so so rare data is probably a really good place to kind of know the traffic maybe it's the worst place because everyone just uses it all year round anyway but have you noticed like as european football switched off less people on the site are you expecting that to ramp up over the next few weeks or is there anything you can share yeah sure um no so yeah obviously there has been a bit of like let's say a ten to fifteen percent like decrease in traffic you know, over the past month or so, but it's starting to ramp up already. Like in the past, like this week, I, I guess with people like with Belgium being back uh, for game week two ninety, um, and Europe being like two weekends away, I think uh, people are starting to really interested in buying cards i've seen like for example on all podcasts what does views is basically uh 
how you prepare for the champion Europe season. And uh, yeah. uh, so I think like people are really anticipating like and are waiting for the Europe to start again. And so, yeah, I expect that with the addition of baseball and the champion Europe and challenger Europe being back. So we're already seeing like uh, uh, traffic eyes for the, like past two months or something. So yeah, mm-hmm. people are coming back, but also people are just going on vacation. And I mean, some people just don't play soccer or don't have like devices yeah. to go to. So summer is a yeah. very difficult season for us because everyone is on vacation except us and Soria. Because at Soria, there's no vacation. There's no summer vacation. Like July, mm-hmm. they launch they launch baseball. August uh, Champion Europe relaunches. So yeah, it's kind of a weird moment, but yeah, I I'm no I'm, I'm not worried about viewership for you, John, or traffic <laughs> on on to our data because it, it, it's coming back already. Yeah, it was a question because people like to look at that as like a good gauge of how many eyes are in the game because often we get weird figures from SoRare themselves in terms of engaged managers and the retention numbers that maybe don't make sense to a lot of people. Um, so whenever people can see, oh, well, John's channel has doubled in the last three months and his views have tripled while there's external factors or maybe I've changed what I'm doing or I'm playing the game a bit better, you know, equally people look at that as, well, there's more people interested in SoRare content, therefore there's more people into it or they look at Google Trends or they look at whatever. So I just wanted to throw that at you. Um, a couple of other things that have happened in the world of SoRare over the last week. The Gliazuri, was that how you'd say it? Return to SoRare. Basically, Napoli have ex- have signed an exclusive multi-year partnership uh, with SoRare. Um, so yeah, Napoli are back. Can you do You're that? Can, can you do that again, like the Gliazuri? <laughs> Fuck off! What should I say? Uh, uh, Gli is pronounced Li in Lee. Italian. Lee. Lee. Do you speak Italian? Yeah, um, like basic basic words. So Lee Azzurri, yeah. Okay, so Glee Azzurri. That's what I'll say just no, to Lee. piss you off. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Glee so Glee Azzurri. Azzurri. So it is Glee Azzurri uh, de Napoli. <laughs> Glee Azzurri de Napoli is back on Sora, so it is. <laughs> anyway, Napoli are back. Um, I was going to brush over this, but you said we should we should talk about this a bit better. There was some sort of banner in a stadium or or something happened that that you kind of liked this. Yeah, I've seen like during a um, a preseason game, a Napoli preseason game. I don't know where it was, but I presume like their training center or something. But anyway, there was like a Sora banner at that game. <laughs> it was fresh. You could see that it was mm. fresh, just like for the occasion. So I guess it's like not, it's more than just like, uh, we obviously like expect Sora to have like the whole Syria at some point in time. But I guess it's interesting to see that they are also dealing directly with clubs. And I don't know for which reason they are doing that, but I think that's a good sign. I mean, the more clubs there are onboarded, the more clubs are engaged, the better it is. The more clubs they have on exclusive multi-year deals, the better, because that just takes competition out of the out of the race altogether, you know. Um, yeah, but the web competition. 
Well, you never know. I'm just future proofing us, HG. You never know. What competition? That's a big statement. I like it. Um, and it's true at the minute. But the in terms of in terms of like Napoli, right? I'm got, it's kind of a spoiler, but it's not a spoiler because everyone said it. I heard through the grapevine, and I've heard through 10 grapevines by now, that they're rumoured to secure the whole Serie A. So it just seemed a bit strange that Napoli was dropped on its own. So maybe this is almost like, a you know, like Rangers in Scotland where they get the league apart from Rangers. Maybe this is one of those things where they need to tie up a couple of loose ends and then they can bag the rest of the league or something. But yeah, um, yeah regardless, it's it's good news. It is good news getting Napoli on board. It's bad. It, well, people, a few people tagged me because I was rocking like 14% Napoli cards, rare cards that is, going into the end of the season, but they lost the 5% bonus anyway. Um, so it wouldn't have affected me, but people were saying, oh, shit, one John, the new cards, you're going to get hit. Um, but yeah, Napoli are here. Wonderful. Let's move on, HG. Unless you have anything else you want to say about it. No, we, we've said it all. I'm going to drop the biggest ever guest that we've ever had later in the episode. Oh, there's there's a little retention tool. They're not going to leave now, HG. They're going to think, I have to stick around to find out who next week's guest is. But I'm telling you, now it's the biggest guest we've ever had. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sad because I thought that was me, but yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. You, you used to be bigger, but now that you're a friend, I just kind of <laughs> see you as a friend. I don't see you as like a big deal anymore. <laughs> uh, but no, he's good Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to... I, I, I actually don't know. You you didn't tell me before we no, I didn't. started recording. I'd say he's about your height based on photos. I'd say he's about your height, I think. He's got more yeah, that's hair a, than That's you. a big clue. And for everyone listening, <laughs> that's a big clue. They they don't know uh, about my height. But yeah, okay. I'm like five foot eight. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's... All right. Something like that. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so another thing from um, So Rare this week, which was very exciting. <laughs> I have to say, all right, look, for me, I'm not disappointed, but I can see how some people would be disappointed. I don't need commons, but the daily drop happened. It's innovative. It's fun. Every 24 hours for the first 14 days, people will get to choose uh, one of five suggested common cards. So you might have seen it with MLB. If you signed up, you got to pick like a guy. Uh, now, new managers will be able to pick one of five every day for the first 14 days. Now, this is brilliant. It's good fun. It, it's a good way to get people to sign back into so rare instead of just chilling on so rare data. Um it keeps people engaged, you know, it maybe helps them build a better squad for their academy. But I suppose my thing is, I'm kind of looking at this and I'm going, what if you signed up to So Rare Football two days ago? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of a bit of a kick in the bollocks, isn't it? You've, you've just made a new multi-accounter. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I guess what I like, I agree, it's, it's a great feature, but it's kind of like for people that even signed up like a month ago or something like it's, I don't know. I don't know if, if it starts for them now, I, I, I don't really know, but I'm like, the problem I have with comments is that it's very useful even for players like playing um, D4. So rare divisions because uh, common goalkeepers are very interesting, but they, they are not going to be interesting anymore in, a, in the next month. But, but until now, it was very interesting. And I thought there always, there's always has been like a difference between like the people that were onboarded like 
after they changed how they distributed commons and the people before. Um, mm. And I guess like for people that don't have any cards, like like less than 10 common cards, let's say, they should activate that drop for, for those those people. But I don't know exactly how that works. So maybe they're doing that already. But I guess that's the thing. You, a, any user that has less than 10 common should get that daily drop. Any, but why not? Why why not just make it any user or like any user with less than thirty comments or something like? And I know that like maybe the people with more comments don't necessarily need it, and I get that. But equally, like they're free to give out. They make everyone happy. Like, I'm not going to be playing the academy anyway, so like it doesn't matter if I have comments. To be quite honest, it's a bit of a. It just makes it a bit easier maybe to compete in some underdog and specialists if they only have four cards or three clees and shit like that. I, I, I don't know. It's just like, like, am I going to get that on Surair MLB now? Am I going to get to pick a common card every day? Uh, no, I don't. I, I think it's so affable only. Mm. But, but uh, yeah, I agree with you, but uh, I threw the 10 number like, like out of the blue, but yeah. it could be 20. The, the fact is, if you've won like tier zero cards or tier one cards already, you don't really need that drop. But for people that had bad comments to start with, are only getting tier twos, tier twos, tier twos after tier twos each week, it would be interesting for them to get that drop to actually be able to compete in common leagues and in the academy. So there should be like a magic number. It's maybe 10, it's maybe 15 or 20, but like... Yeah, give like those number. people like drops. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's fun and it's free and like yeah. But yeah. um all in all they're trying new things. I think that one is a positive. I like it. And just to talk about it cuz you alluded to it there to bring it up, the first game week that these commons won't actually be usable in division 4 or rare divisions is game week 292. So that's like next weekend. Yeah, I didn't know that actually. But yeah, that's um that's sad. But that's yeah. that's sad for many people. But th- th- there's going to be a whole new dynamic in D4 and so rare divisions, and especially in North Star Rare. And I think we'll see a lot of um, rare divisions with just bogus goalkeepers just to try to make the, the 250 or the yeah. 205 cut. Retired goalkeepers, guys who yeah. are 38, that sort of stuff. DMP goalkeepers, like the floor on them is going to rise. Like that, that is a play that's probably already it did already. Made. I think, like Pinscoglio, for example, is one I've had for a long time. I wonder how his rare price has been doing over the last six months. It's up. Yeah, but also like backups are very interesting to own because you have the upside of. Like having that guy being the starter at some point, and you just mm. you can just sell this guy and buy three new <laughs> backups with that guy, and still going for two or five or two fifty in All Star Rare. So mm. I guess it's just a patience game if you don't have the money to actually buy a starter because it's pretty expensive right now. And if you didn't load up on the Ether while it was down. Um, I guess yeah, it's uh, it's a right. I guess it would be the right way to play um, All Star D four. Just wondering there, I burned Leno if he's actually moving or not. I've seen him rumored with full. Yeah, he's a guy it, I've had for a long time. Yeah, the, the, I have I have him too, and the, the price is too high for him not to move. Mm. We'll it's see like how that one goes. Eighth. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rare goalkeepers, I think, are silly, and people will wait to that last minute like idiots. They won't. They didn't buy two months ago, three months ago, four months ago. They're going to wait until it's time yeah, that you need it, one. It, well, you know, I, I wouldn't say they're idiots because it's actually good use of their money. If they did something else with their money in the same time, uh, at the same time, and like did profit on other stuff and waited for a backup goalie until the very last minute, it's not, it's not bad because you have a limited amount of resources. So if you want to play the game, you actually have to recycle cards and mm. trade stuff, etc. So yeah, that's fair. It's the grind, man. It, it's something we don't know because we're full of cards we've bought when it was cheap. cheap. I got yeah. my Nubal for 70 quid. Just to rub that into every new listener out there. Yeah, so. so what I should do is I should find like 10 threshold grinder people. And I should say to them, I will loan you my goalkeeper. Um, but you need to give me half the threshold every week. Yeah, so I think that's illegal. And cut that, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I don't think it actually is illegal, but I, I think it, it's crazy to actually do that. Yeah, you're probably better just enter more teams. Yeah, or just like train teams and keep in. <laughs> but that's what she said. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there's something going on in the chat here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the fact is um you should you you, you shouldn't loan cards to people that you don't know. That's a PSA. As we learned a couple of weeks ago on the episode, yeah. Um, Yeah. But what's interesting, what I'm finding is now I'm having to pivot my content from like, for a long time, I kind of like would do videos of league experts and blah, blah, blah. And then I go and talk about like, okay, good threshold players because that's all people cared about. But now specialist and underdog is where it's at. You know, people are having a lot of fun there. Limited specialist, limited underdog. And, you know, now I think it's with the underdog. You only need four players. I don't know if that's a trial thing or a permanent thing, but you don't even need the goalkeeper. So people can be very agile in like specialist or underdog limited divisions, picking guys, four fixtures, four game weeks. And it adds a lot, even as if the limited market needed more liquidity, it's giving it even more liquidity. Um, And there's great opportunities there for flipping on lower budgets. So I actually do think now, HG, it is possible for people to get started on 10 or 20 quid. But the problem is, you probably need to care about Asian leagues, Brazilian leagues, Turkish leagues, leagues of people that you're not going to maybe get involved in the Bundesliga or La Liga for that. You, you definitely could, but you get my point. Um, yeah. The landscape is very different. But you, you, you can do a like very straightforward data analysis and say, hey, I'm going to buy five players in Asia also make use of the the season schedule because I've seen like American MLS cards going down like in the past two weeks or something. Mm. And it's, it's all about the timing though, right? Like, like selling the American cards when everyone is using them and buying Mm. them when no one is actually using them and doing the same thing for a champion Europe, challenger Europe um, and Asian cards. Because, as I said, like, so some people just want to play the game and not, and, and, and they don't have the means to actually intense, and, and, and anticipate, sorry. So 
if you can anticipate and you decide to anticipate, you can do massive moves just based on seasonality. Mm. And so, yeah, you could you could definitely do three x or I don't know how much on a limited card that you were you were buying when the player was not playing because of his schedule, and just sell it when he starts playing again. And for the for the players that are like performing like decently, like let's say between 40 and 50, I would sell them before they actually start the first game because you you never know what happens in the first game if he actually doesn't start or if he is injured or I don't know if he moves clubs or I don't know. But it's all about the timing. And we've seen over and over like, I've seen this last year. Like people are just going mad on Champion Europe cards again while they had like two months to actually buy them. But it's only because they're playing the game and they're selling their, those American or Asian cards to actually buy uh, Europe cards. Mm. It, it, it's funny, like I've been here long enough that I've been through a few cycles of leagues finishing and I still always mess it up like I was in disbelief at the price of American cards was it earlier this year I remember looking at like a Johnny Russell super rare and it was under like underneath under a grand I forget what it was I actually forget the price completely but I remember looking at it being like that is absolutely stupid compared to like the Europeans right now and the move then is to sell all your Europeans buy all the Americans and then when the Americans come back you sell all the Americans and you buy all the Europeans and when the Europeans come back you sell all the Europeans and you buy all the Americans and you just flip flop and you become a millionaire HG but none of us do it because we grow too attached to cards or we enjoy SO5 too much and it's hard to sell someone when their L5 is 64 (laughs) But that's actually the right move because the, yeah. the possibility that 64 goes, for the RL5 goes above 64 is probably lower than it, that it goes uh, below 64. So it, it, it's just, oh, you can be the greatest buyer, like buy ETH at the, or buy a car or buy whatever at the right time if you don't sell it at a correct time. No, let's not say the top. No one sells the top correctly, but like it's so hard to sell, and there are only a few people that know how to sell. When are you going to get baseball images on the site? <laughs> so there's actually no baseball images uh, available right now. So will that ever happen? No, but I, I guess that's because they don't have any player player pages. So. Mm. They haven't released like TT. Well, we could have like. Well, well, we don't have like photos with the transparent. Uh, yeah. Behind, so you could have like they they have like a player avatar which is with a, a common card behind, and it I don't mm. think it will look too well on the on our player pages, but I guess avatars will come soon, but. <laughs> Really, it's not it's not the, the priority, but I guess that's that gives, <laughs> yeah. like the, the the player pitch is a good look, but we don't have those yet. You see, for your site, when you were deciding like the scores, you know, like here, like a dark green is from twenty five plus, um, thirty to thirty five is also dark green, and so on. Yeah. Did you have to like run loads of data and work out like what percentage of people hit certain scores and what is the equivalent of a hundred in football and what is the equivalent of a sixty, and then color code yeah. it according to that? Yeah, exactly. 
So on averages is a bit is a bit different because averages are like scores in baseball are very different from a day to another. Like a good a good player could score two one day and just twenty five the next one. It's not like Kimish or uh, regular players in like in, mm-hmm. in football. You can expect from Benzema to score actually from fifty to eighty every game. But you you can't do that with baseball players. So averages are a bit tricky to like have the right mm. color. But yeah, so for example, 80 is the maximum that I've seen on data, I think. I don't, I, I'm not even sure it once reached once, but let's say 70 to 80 is very rare to find those cars. Is that like a 60- goalkeeper 100? That's like... Yeah, I guess you you see that maybe one or twice, once or twice every season. Wow. Maybe only once. But 60 to 70 is like not a few occurrences also, but that's an amazing score, 60 to 70. 50 to 60 is a massive score, but it starts to be more frequent. And 40 to 50 is like very, very good performances. And when you go below... It's more usual, let's say. But anything, let's say, above 25 is very, very good. And But mm. you have to differentiate between pitchers. Pitchers, starting pitchers tend to score between 20 to 40 points each outing. But since they have like one start every five games, <laughs> they have to score big at one point. Mm. Uh, but for batters, like when you have a guy scoring like consistently like an average of 11 12 it's 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 very good yeah there's a lot here for me to look I'm, I'm just even looking up players here and i've come up with like sandy alcantara but yeah the pitchers only play like every every what like three or four games is it they'd start uh, and then the relief pitcher comes in yeah so it depends on <clears throat> it depends on the the coaches basically but so the rotation is approximately 5 to 6 games sometimes 4 but, so in a game week, a pitcher mightn't even play, even though his yeah, team so, plays three games. So one thing that is on the lineup builder and on Sora is that you for starting pitchers, you have like a, an icon that say PP, so that mm. says prob- a probable pitcher. Mm. Then that's something that we'll have to show on Sora data also, but. So you want like pitchers that pitch on a different schedule. So you want a pitcher for your Monday, a pitcher for your Tuesday, a pitcher for your Thursday, a pitcher for your Friday. But you don't want pitchers that usually pitch on the same day. Because if they pitch on the same day, that means that on like you might have not enough options for the next game week. So if you're building one team, could you pick two pitchers from the same team, knowing that one of them is probably going to play every game week? So, yeah, so the go-to strategy, the simple strategy would be like you buy five pitchers from the same team and you just rotate with them. And that, that I guess that makes sense. But you have to get those pitchers from a pretty good team, but you also have to play matchups and matchups are not... Uh, if Let's say if your team is playing a very strong team, well... You end up with five features that have bad matchups, basically. Yeah. 
So maybe like mixing it up, like having three static pitchers from the Yankees, from the Astros, from the Dodgers is the way to go. I think it's the way to go right now, but we don't know anything about the game yet. So, well, I say no. we don't know anything because we didn't play it. So we yeah. don't see how it really works. But I guess like the the basic stuff would be like mixing teams, but getting like only pitchers from four to five teams. Well, people have a lot to learn. And equally, I think you see, you know, a lot of us, it's, it's feel, people feel like in the football world that it's almost this like this FOMO or this need to get involved. Equally, this is another game. It's not necessarily mandatory. So like I kind of want to get involved because of content and I want to build probably like a limited team because of like YouTube and churning out a team every week and seeing what happens. But I don't expect to be an expert, at least in the short term. It's going to take years. But like, people can just stick to football. Do you know what I mean? Whereas people are very like, I don't like baseball. Fuck this shit. But really like, yeah, it's optional and it'll be a completely different demographic who play it with a bit of crossover. Yeah. So, and also my, the only thing I'm concerned about is I think they will have to be inventive uh, regarding competitions because I think, data data in baseball is very important and i think that i want to be one of the players that master it and like play the most optimal lineups every week and i know that some people will have those uh ambitions too so i think we might see more people like consistently in the uh, on podiums or in the top 10 that we see on the on football because if you, st- I, I think baseball is only a game of matchups, and if mm. you study well your matchups, well, you'll get the you get the perfect oh. lineup. And sometimes it would it won't go your way because well you can't you can't always have it mm. your way. But uh, most of the time, if you play like the what the data tells you to play, uh, I guess you're a pretty good uh, spot. While in football. Data is not is not that important, and especially on Soria, it can it it can go go either way, way differently than what you expected. Is it legal for me to get someone who is an absolute wizard to manage my baseball portfolio, or is that against the rules? I think it's against the rules. Yeah. Okay. Well, if anyone doesn't want to manage my baseball portfolio, let me know and. Uh, I'll make sure you definitely do not manage my baseball portfolio. But you, you, you actually shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, but like, because you'll get banned, is it? No, no, I don't think <laughs> so. Getting you banned for that is another level. But but like, I'm definitely not going to do it, HG. So like, why why not? Is it because it's not fun, or because what's the point? Because, no, because you're not going to be safe. Leave? No, it's not oh, safe. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like they could not tell you what to put in each week, as opposed to actually directly not putting. So it you themselves. could use the, <laughs> you could use the community builder until I did Yeah. So like, if anyone doesn't want to use the community builder to build my lineups every week, so that's legal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure some people use the community builder to like if you are like 
a, a bunch of five people that have invested in one gallery, you should use the community builder to actually make sure everyone is uh, is agreed on the as agreed on the team. Mm. Question: Are you coming to the London meetup? Yes. There it is. Data Daddy's gonna be there. Would you be? Would you have the balls to get on the stage and talk with me in front of like whoever's there? Yes. <laughs> okay. Two yeses. That's all we need. No, no. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, I don't know what what do you want me to talk about. But I don't no, know. I, to to be honest, John, I, I'm like, so I, I'm a shy. No, I'm not a shy person, but I like sticking to my groups. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. Like talking to people playing another game other than Sora is a challenging stuff for me. But mm. uh, yeah, why not? Well, you won't have to, but you won't have to. This is, we're going to have a so rare, ex- so purely so rare area, purely oh, so rare, right. with our purely little so rare stage, which you'll probably only have maybe an hour and a half to two hours of content on because like no one wants to sit and look at someone like me for that long. So maybe like, Someone like yourself or not you on for a half an hour. So maybe get Quinny and Plastician on from the the end product. Maybe I think MLS card guy, um, Orange Fly, a few different people talking about maybe coming up for a wee chat. Just a bit of a chat and a bit of a laugh. I mean, I think there's 50 or 60 people confirmed at the minute. I'm hoping a few people are waiting to buy their tickets close to the deadline. But it's really just have a venue for us with equipment and a bar. And there'll be lots of free drinks. So rare have confirmed there'll be giveaways of limited cards, merchandise, uh, signed shirts, etc. So rare data are going to put up a big prize. So fair play to them. <laughs> Not a single penny will be invested. They just they've just found out, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be good fun. Uh, so yeah, if you want to buy your tickets to that, please do, and do come on your own. We're all just nerds who don't know each other before this night, so it'll be good fun. August the fifth, and are you ready to hear about next week's guest, HG? And then we'll answer some questions. I mean. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous, th- but yeah, let, let, let's hear it. I'll give you three guesses. No, so you're gonna get it. No, you have to get way. it. It's pretty obvious. No, I, it, it's the worst. When someone tells me it's pretty obvious and I have no clue, I'm like, okay, let's play twenty-one questions. Come on, so, first no, question. It, yeah, is it is it a, a football player? No. Is it a Sora content creator? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, um, is he, or uh, I would say he, um, a Sora staff member? Yes. Is he the CEO of Sora? Yes, he is. Yay! Nicolas Julia will be on the podcast next week. A great pronunciation of Nicolas Julia. Nicolas wow. Julia. Oui. You, 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 you speak very well French. No, like it was difficult in Italian, but French, like, yeah. Uh, je parle petit français. I mean, yeah. mon ami. Let's, let's stop to Nicolas Julien then. Mon petit ami. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Nicholas, Nicholas is on. Um, or Nicola, whatever you want to say. So that'll be fun. Had to lock that one in months ago. So finally, we're coming up to that week. I hope he doesn't bail. I know he's a busy boy. Mentioning it this week kind of puts some puts the pressure on to show up. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we can talk about. I doubt he's going to drop any bombs that he hasn't told elsewhere. But still, uh, when I put the tweet out this week, give it a bit of a reaction, make it worth his while to come here, and uh, we'll hopefully pepper him with a few tough questions and, and watch how he sidesteps them. Um, but yeah, like a true CEO would. 
so I'm excited for that. That'll be a fun one. And um, yeah, do you agree that's bigger than UHG? I reckon he's your height. So in terms of biggerness, I think these are probably similar. You've probably met him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't. Yeah, we're, we're not playing in the same league right now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. May, maybe in right 10 now. years. Yeah, maybe. I, I reckon. Do you know what, though? When he takes a step back, no better man. Um, but anyway, let's move on from that. So that's exciting. Uh, do subscribe so you don't forget to get that episode. And let's ask a couple of questions. So Jay Fraz has asked, the consistent evolution of So Rare Data has been outstanding, but what is the next level for So Rare Data? Like, What does it look like? Well... No, but I've seen the question already, and I, I thought about it late, earlier today, and I was like, well, there are so many things to talk about. But um, So I guess integrating new sports is a new level, uh, and we're achieving that right now. And like I would say less, well, I would have thought it would be more complicated than it actually was. It's not over, obviously, but in terms of market or market tools, etc., I think it's pretty settled right now. You can get your price graphs and your valuations mm-hmm. and your auctions and offers pretty pretty easily like you would in football. Obviously, in terms of um, scouting, you have like basic features like searching for players, etc., and player rankings. So that's fine. But for more advanced tools like lineup building, it will come in a, in a later stage. Um, so integrating more sports is one thing. <laughs> uh, integrating a paywall is another one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You're going to charge these people who've supported you from day one. <laughs> supported you. So, yeah, I, 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 like, I, like it. I like Yeah, it's it's time to support our data. Yeah, yeah. No, Hashtag but- abandon so rare data. Hashtag disgrace. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know you're. I'm I know joking. you're going to pay for that subscription. You won't even get the, the free trial. I, I will remove the free trial for you. Oh, no, no, but I, I guess, I guess, I guess. Uh, yeah, we've been free for two years now, and uh, yeah, we are evolving fast, and we are hiring people, and we have people, people on the payroll, and we can't like live on. Mm just investment funds for the rest of our life. But it will be decent pricing and like for people that play Sorad, you could basically start using Sorad Data day one and Mm. see that I think that you can get great value extracted from Sorad Data if you use it uh, consistently. And so... On on a serious note, it is. It's absolutely like a no-brainer, really, isn't it? You know, everyone uses it. For I I play FPL as well, and to sign up the to some of their sort of third-party sites, you know, you're paying a lot of money every year. Um, and I don't, and particularly that's a free-to-play game, and people pay a lot of money for it. This is a tool which you're ultimately making people money, and people who don't pay for this will lose out. They will not have the edge everyone else does. So. It's an absolute no-brainer, and I'm sure there won't be a fucking... There shouldn't be a complaint in the world, and if there are, they're probably an idiot, and they wouldn't have been your customer anyway. So No, but there, there will be complaints, and, and that's that's the fun part, let's say, and also that drives us to be better and actually like answer to everyone's needs, but there will be a free version anyway. So I guess like the free version will cover your basic needs, but will 
bring along some frustrations that will encourage <laughs> you, you to pay. go to the next level. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guess there, it, it would be decent pricing, like and, and very well, very decent pricing, I think. And one thing I can say and uh, here is that any info related to baseball, so any anything that concerns a, a, a baseball player or a baseball card will be free for the foreseeable f- future. I see what you're doing. You need to get them hooked in like you did us. You need to get them, you know, this is like giving someone <laughs> weed so you can get them on the heroin later. You're, you're giving these baseball u- users a little gateway drug. Let them yeah, see and what I'm, it's all about. Also, Let me show you the good side. <laughs> no, but that's true. <laughs> but I'm also giving the opportunity to... Um, people that grind like people that don't have like can't pay like the, even the more basic subscription um like the opportunity to use the tool and uh mm. and go to the, the next level and finally get the cards and get the funds to why not pay for a solar data subscriptions so i'm okay with that but also that will give us some time to sometime to actually like build baseball stuff baseball tools uh, that are significant and uh, that are worth paying for. Uh, but yeah, and also I think Solar Data will be a gr- of a great importance in the baseball ecosystem. And I think like encouraging the ecosystem and encouraging the game uh, in the early month, uh, monsters uh, oh. is um, is a great thing to do. So yeah. Anything related to baseball will will be free. So that way, John, because you won't pay for the football data, you can use the baseball data for, uh, for free, and you don't have to pay anyone to actually manage your gallery. Oh, that's brilliant! Whenever I want to play football, I have to just go and play baseball because it's the only data I can get. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of questions here. Um, will two three two says, "Is this your most famous guest?" Well, you've already been on, and you might be until next week, maybe. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll hold the title until <laughs> until next week. Um, let me see. So, who else? Who? We'll keep this one quick. So, don't don't beat around the bush based on time. Uh, Ace Ace Two Ey, which actually is Ace Deucey Deuce the Two Ey. So, Ace Deucey, who is your target in baseball that not everyone will know? You might want to tell us this yet, but you've got until Friday to pick them up. So maybe maybe you can drop it. No, but I, I, I was looking for Sandy Alcantara to be honest, and um, also the on the the other one I picked up, uh, the first rare I picked up was Corey Seager, and I got it for 0.7, which I think is like a steal at that price. So I would say Corey Seager. But uh, I was very surprised to see like getting the card that's that, <laughs> that cheap, I would say. And to answer the question also a bit of a fun way, any Angels card, and because the Angels suck this year, no one will want to buy them, but I will. I, I will be the one buying those cards at the floor price <laughs> and for two euros each card. I'm I'm having a look here, Corey Seager. So you're telling me I have to pick him up? No, no, no. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling I did. Is this financial advice? Is that what you're giving me, HG? <laughs> I'm not licensed to give any financial uh, advice. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll ask another question. Um, does that, this is from Doge Sports. Does adding so many baseball players onto so rare data hinder your ability in the future to keep innovating for football? I feel the sheer amount of data for baseball is crazy. Why did you not just clone it for baseball to keep it separate? You can't just clone oh, it to so- different sports, but. No, so I, I, I want like, so cloning a platform is not that easy. So mm. to say, uh, I would just clone to have like Solar Data Baseball. Um, no, I, I think like I want to give to the platform the same looks and feels for any sport that you're actually playing. Um, and things will be like, you will have your favorite sports and you will, the, the objective is uh, so that people like get... Uh, don't see baseball stuff if they if they don't want to see baseball stuff, but still yeah. have the opportunity to. So if you want to see only football stuff, you will be able to see football stuff only, and that's it. Um, but I guess I want I wanted to stay in a, in the same platform because Sora has basically the same platforms, and um, I think it's it's simpler for us in a way, but also uh, I don't think it will keep us from innovating on football because. Since people will be paying for uh, for football data, it will pay <laughs> hiring for baseball uh, for a good baseball team. And um, let me just tell uh, you guys that uh, we have opened five positions. So if you want to check out our open positions, you can do that by clicking on "We're Hiring" in the Sora Data Footer. So if you're passionate about f- uh, baseball, please check out our openings and. Uh, We'll be very happy to talk. They have a baseball product designer, product owner, native developer, front-end developer, full-stack developer. Go and spam them with resumes just to make HG's life harder. Um, <laughs> I'm very good at filtering resumes, so that's okay. Don't don't bother. Um, okay, HG, we're going to wrap up with uh, one quick game of the 137 game. Thanks to everyone for your questions. Last week's guest, I'm here mwahahaing like an evil mastermind, had a DMP Tanaguchi because the Kawasaki Frontal guest was, uh, the Kawasaki Frontal game was called off. So yeah. Youngie hit the post. Kim Day Won hit an 84. So I imagine he would have overshot because Tanaguchi's a monster, but I'm taking it. No money gone to charity last week. Scrooge McDuck here in the corner, but I do owe 209 quid and we have a switch up to the rules again because of MLB you can pick any players you want and you can pick as many players as you want for across any sports and I'll tot yeah. up the totals so you're aiming but, for 137 in, and the game weeks are slightly off but we're talking about this weekend yeah but I, I'll, I'll stick with my football players and I'll pick Sergio Gomez from Anderlecht and Ryota Morioka from Charleroi oh Morioka it's, he's back Fucking amazing. So Gomez and Moriaka, we'll see how they get on. Last week's guest hit 84 points, as I said, so no money went into the pot. HG, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. Um, I suppose, well, I don't need to give you any plugs. Everyone knows who you are, knows what So Rare Data is. So, yeah, thanks for coming. Hopefully we chat again soon. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks again to HG. And don't forget, next week we have the CEO and co-founder of SoRare, Nicola Julia, on the podcast. So when that tweet goes out, get in among it, engage, and let's make this one a good one. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.